How's it going guys? Just a big disclaimer before we get into today's podcast episode. Annoyingly enough, my audio's kind of been in the bin again and you don't understand how annoying that is for me because genuinely I did a lot of checks after the episode. I thought I'd sorted it. I did checks before I recorded today. I mean even now you can hear the audio so much better than what it is in the thing. It is better than last week but it's still a little bit echoey. So sorry bear with me i'm trying my best to get it sorted hopefully next week it'll be sorted again i'm also sorry that sully isn't here again today it's just me so please uh make sure you leave a like comment subscribe uh for uh just just to be a bit more sympathetic to me because i've, I've had to do it on my own again so Sully's left me again but with two weeks less than two weeks uh before the nba uh, season regular season ends i felt like i had to get one out so make sure you're liking and subscribing show your appreciation in the comments and uh, yeah hopefully me and Sully will see you guys next week hopefully my audio will work too just like it is now let's go on to the video ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the beyond the arc podcast i'm gonna be honest with you i wasn't expecting to be doing this on my own so soon after the last episode i did on my own um i don't even think i think it's probably too late Sorry, it's probably a bit too soon to actually uh, clickbait a um, something uh, over over this. Um, yeah, no, no more new host titles. Uh, but yeah, I am on my own again. Uh, again, scheduling issues. So we couldn't do yesterday, today. Uh, I can't do Friday and the weekend. Therefore, I'm back on my own. Hopefully this comes out on the Friday. I'm recording this on the Thursday. Hopefully this comes out on the Friday. Uh, so we can still keep going with weekly content. Because I feel like, um, you know, usually we just take a week off, but I feel like the one that I did on my own, it did alright. You know, I feel like I wasn't bad. You know, I, I feel like it flowed alright just on my own. So, yeah, I'm doing it again. Plus, this is the penultimate week of the regular season. I know, it doesn't feel like it at all. Like, this, like, it just feels like the season's gone by so quickly. And so, yeah, I'm wanting to make sure that a video comes out because we are getting into the business end of the season, like I've said multiple times before. Probably getting a little bit, a uh, little bit sick of me saying that. But um, essentially, it's just gonna be me again, uh, just chatting with myself, talking to myself, um, like uh, the episode two weeks ago. Um, but before we get into everything I've got to talk about today, uh, make sure you're leaving a like. Um, comment, follow, uh, all that good stuff, uh, subscribe, not follow, man, I'm not on good form today already, um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you listen on any other podcast platform, share it out, same as you listen on YouTube, share that out too, you know, we're tr- trying to build up, trying to, you know, build up the fan base, make me feel a little bit good, you know, make me feel like doing these on my own is worth, is worthwhile, uh, me making a full out myself, talking about basketball, don't even have Sully to bounce off of this week. So yeah, just make sure you're doing all that. Follow us on the social medias, uh, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's all in the description. And also make sure you're checking out our Instagram because like two weeks ago, Sully's predictions are probably going to be on there unless he gets them to me at some point tonight. Um, probably he's at work or something like that, so I can just put them in the video. But his predictions will probably be on the Instagram. So I think... We're just going to get straight into it and get straight into the big games that have been happening this week. Um, <clears throat> first, like the main one I want to talk about is the 
Bucks against the Sixers. Which I mean, when you look, when you look at that, that's the the two teams that are odds-on favorites of meeting in the conference finals, maybe even before, just if fate happens that they end up meeting in the uh, second round, maybe. But yeah, the Bucks ended up coming out on top. Giannis, man, he's a demon, the Greek freak. He's he is a freak, isn't he? Like he saw that that Embiid was like. I'm MVP this year, not you, not your kid, I'm MVP, and Yannis was like, you what, mate, and then dropped a 40-point piece on his head top and blocked MB to win the game, and when you look at that, it's like, that's a statement, you know, that could, you know, this close to the end of the season, like I said, we've got a week and a half left, you know, we've got one more episode of Beyond the Act for the regular season, the season ends not this weekend, next weekend. That's a big statement. You know, Embiid, he might not be able to recover from that before the end of the season. So, yeah, maybe maybe that means that Giannis might have overtaken Embiid in the MVP runner. So, yeah, Giannis, uh, Giannis did that. Um, that. That was big. That Given that little bit of a boost towards the top of the conference, which, let's be honest, and I'll talk about this uh, later on uh, because I've got my like, whole segment on it. It's been very topsy-turvy up there, the top four. They've just been interchangeable. And it's really, it really is anyone's game up there. You know, them top four are going to be the top four. But it's like it's the positioning. And the positioning in the top four, it really does kind of like benefit you when it comes to the playoffs. You know, if, if Milwaukee and Philly finish second and third, which is you know what they are now, what a boost that'll give Miami and Boston. They'll really think that you know, they'll be facing each other in the semis. And that's a big chance to get through the conference finals, maybe even cause an upset against the winner of Milwaukee, Philly. You know, and head through to the finals. You never know, it might happen. You know, especially given how unpredictable the NBA has been so far this season. But if there's anything that isn't predictable, it's that in big games, Giannis Antetokounmpo shows up. And the dude's just been unstoppable when it comes to the big game. You know, the guy's putting up monster numbers night in, night out. Like I said, a 40-piece against Embiid there. Blocked him to win the game. So, yeah, that, that's huge. So, Giannis kind of staked his claim. He was like, this MVP race ain't over. I'm winning MVP. And then Jokic, the next night, literally the next night, last night, was like, you're not MVP. I'm MVP. It, it's crazy, man. He, he, shot, he shot 80%. 80% pretty much, 78.9%, that's pretty much 8% when you round up. And I'm rounding up. I made the rules here. Nikola Jokic came through again. And that, that was a that was a very interesting game. It was a game where, like, Denver ha- against the Pacers, sorry. I didn't, I didn't even mention that they were playing the Pacers. Against the Pacers, you know, a pretty trashy team. Denver were, like, 40 points up at a point. Or, like, just under 40 points. And then Indiana actually levelled it in the fourth quarter. Like, a massive, like, 39-point comeback. And then, you know, usually when that happens and you're at home, your crowd's behind you. That's usually quite... That usually gives you that boost to maybe go on and win. And then Denver were like, nah. <laughs> you, you ain't winning this, Indiana. And, yeah, well, like I said, Jokic with a 37-point, a, a 13-rebound, 9-assist night. After Yanis hit that big statement, Jokic came through 
with yet another big statement. And let's be honest, does this now mean that the MVP race is down to two? We talk about the MVP race all the time, every single week. You know, it's kind of been a running theme so far. Who's going to win MVP? I think at the moment, Embiid's third. And that's, that might you know that might be some bias from me. I don't really like Embiid compared to the other two. I can respect that he's a good player, but, you know, as a Bulls fan, you don't like Joel Embiid. Um, so may, maybe that's just a bit of bias from me. Maybe. But the Nuggets... Uh, the 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 Nuggets and Jokic, like Jokic, what I'm trying to say is that the Nuggets don't have as good a team as Milwaukee and Philly do, and yet Jokic is still carrying. And I feel like that's definitely that's that might be what pushes him over. But in the end, it's going to be the three and four for Giannis or Giannis or two in a row for Jokic, in my opinion. You never know. Let, let me let me know what you think down in the comments. Who's gonna win MVP uh, for this year? It's, it's gonna it's gonna be tight. Like genuinely, I couldn't pick between them two at the moment. I can say that MVP's gonna probably drop down. So yeah, I mean, and sticking with that Nuggets game, uh, moving on. Very, it was a very, seemed like a very enjoyable game to watch. I mean, I didn't watch it, but it, it did seem like a very enjoyable game to watch. You know, you had the aspect of Indiana coming down by so many, and then managed to pull off a comeback and then still lose. And then you also had the um, the case of the Austin Rivers ejection, which genuinely is one of the worst ejections that I've seen ever. Like, we all joke, NBA Twitter, NBA fans, we all joke that the standard of officiating in the NBA isn't good. And let's be honest, I probably can do better. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting in my bedroom just ranting about it at the moment. You know, I probably can do better. But Rivers doesn't even touch Lance Stevenson and Lance Stevenson milks it and then Austin Rivers gets ejected for like violent conduct however it however it is like he gets a double tech and he gets thrown out it'll be it like I probably will be able to show that video of it but it'll be in the it'll be in the thumbnail because it's absolutely outrageous it's it's all it's terrible that he's being ejected for something like that and the fact that like Austin Rivers you know he, he commented on it um a little bit after on the House Highlights Insta. And then Lance, about how it, how bad it was. And then Lance Stevenson actually had, like, the goal to actually reply and stand his ground. Like, is he, like, watching a different game to, to what everyone else was watching? He's, like, saying, yeah, this ain't this. You, you knew what you were trying to do. You were trying to injure me. You know, there's no hard feelings, but you were trying to injure me. You know, a game, you know, I was trying to play my game. You were trying to injure me. No, Lance. He raised his elbow up to like divert his dribble. He did. He didn't try and injure you. And yeah, I mean, Indiana respect in my in my opinion down at the moment. And I like Lance Stevenson. You know, he's 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 one he's one of those um he's one of those kind of funny players. You know, you know, I never really thought he took himself seriously. You know, kind of like the Jared Dudleys. Um, you know, maybe like Alex Caruso. He's one of those that like. NBA Twitter and NBA fans just kind of glorify because he's just funny. But yeah, my, my respect for him down. My respect for him down at the moment down. And let's, let's be honest, if that's the only thing that you're celebrating about at the moment when you're not even... I mean, it's the only thing you can celebrate celebrate about when you're not even in playing contention. You know, you've already been eliminated from the playoffs. What's there to play for anymore? I guess, you know, find, find your little victories. I, I, hope, you, I hope you're happy with that, Indiana. 
let's be honest, you still lost on the night. So in the end, massive, massive L for you. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, this you know they still won. The Nuggets still won. They are still a contender in my opinion. Maybe unless they faced Phoenix because Phoenix are mental. But other other than that, literally everyone else can be contenders. Maybe except the Lakers. Because on this week's episode of Are the Lakers Making the Playoffs slash play in slash championship slash whatever this segment's called, they actually dropped out of the plane, so maybe not. Except they're back in the plane playing now because Kellen Johnson missed a little, an open layup to win the gateway one off, and it was contested. But he still missed a layup against uh, the Grizzlies. Which, I imagine if they actually beat Memphis, that'd be huge. But LeBron and the Lakers went out of the plane because San Antonio have a better record against the Lakers than... Well, the, the Lakers have against San Antonio, obviously. I don't know why I was going with that. But yeah, that means that if they, if they end up on the same record... Then San Antonio, San Antonio stay above them, which I didn't know that until like a few day, few days ago, and that's huge when it actually comes to it. You know, head to head records, especially given how tight it is in conferences at the moment, can prove. Well, it can say in the East perspective, you know, the Bulls. It might decide whether the Bulls actually end up in the playoffs or have to fight in the play-in. In this case, it'll depend on whether the um, the the Lakers actually get a chance to get in the playoffs. Like this is like this is crazy. Like LeBron's been out, granted, recently, but they they just haven't been able to hit form since the end of the All Star break. They're on a three game losing streak, and looking at their remaining games, five of them, I think, you know, they've got Utah, New Orleans, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State. And Denver, sorry, six of their remaining seven games are against teams with better records than them. It's dangerous. It's dangerous if you if you're a, if you're a Laker fan at the moment. You're just hoping that AD can come back. And you know, there is talk of him coming back um, this weekend and the start of next week. Is he going to be hundred percent? Let's be honest. Or is this a last throw of the dice? You know, is he not going to be hundred percent? Are you going to risk injuring him again just for that one chance of getting into the playoffs this year? And I mean, let's let's be honest with you. I would, you know, I'm and I know I, I know in, like risking injury is never a good thing, but it's embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing if they didn't make the plane, especially given that everybody pretty much had them to finish top at the start of the season in the West to have to have them not even make the plane. I don't think anybody expected that. Like, the betting odds on that must have been huge at the start of the season. But, yeah, I mean, LeBron's been out recently. I think he's going to be coming back soon. AD, like, like I said, is going to be coming back soon. I think if they I think if they can get them two back, it'll probably be enough, in my opinion. I think they could scrape wins against New Orleans. They could probably scrape a win against Denver one of the times that they play them. Golden State without Steph are losing to pretty much everybody at the moment. So they might be able to scrape wins against them if they're full strength. So maybe they will make the plane. You know, I've always said that they're going to make the plane, even if like up until they dropped out, and you look at you're going, man, is, are they actually not even gonna? But yeah, I think they will, because let, let's be honest, you can't put LeBron in that. You can't put LeBron out of the plane. You know, he, he can't miss the playoffs again. 
Like that that one time that one time he did miss the playoffs uh, three seasons ago. It was a bit of a dead playoffs. Obviously, like the whole Toronto winning was was feel good, but for the NBA, just nobody watched it. Nobody watched the playoffs. Like the NBA going to be one in the Lakers to get in the playoffs. I bet Adam Silver's. I bet Adam Silver's on the way to, um, on the way to the Spurs. On to, on the way to Dejounte Murray and accidentally just tripping him up. Um, I don't know, or maybe like he's gonna shake his hand and like grip it really hard so he breaks his hand or something like that. Because anything to stop San Antonio going above him at the moment, just please, like he's like LeBron, please. <laughs> no, but I do think that they're gonna get in. They're not gonna get in the playoffs. That's fact. They're not gonna get in the playoffs, especially now that. You know, Minnesota are great. I, I, I like Minnesota. And you never know, Minnesota might leapfrog Utah, might leapfrog Denver into into a top five, into a top six, sorry. New Orleans, I think they're probably the only team that can beat in there. And the Clippers, which, you know, I guess I'll talk about next. They're dangerous now. They're dangerous now because PG-13 is back. The man who I said is one of the most underappreciated players you're ever gonna you're ever gonna see at the moment, like this guy, the fact that he, if if he had stayed fit, and kept the Clippers remotely where they were at the moment, the fact that he's not in, like the fact that he wouldn't have even been in MVP consideration, is, it's bonkers in my opinion because that that Clippers team, it's not that good. It's really not that good. Nick Batum got injured as soon as he traded for him. Um, was it Nick? No, Nolan Powell. Nick Batum does just play for him. Um, no Kawhi all season. Practically no PG all season. And they've still managed to hold down a top eight place. You know, they're going to be in the plane. Uh, I think it's mathematically impossible for them to get in the playoffs at the moment. But I think just having PG there, you might as well just book them a place in the eighth seed. And if they do get seventh or eighth, Memphis and Phoenix... Your first round matchup ain't gonna be as easy as you thought, especially if Kawhi comes back for the playoffs. That's deep. Like genuinely, put PG, put Kawhi. If they're both fit for the playoffs, they're they're championship contenders. I don't care where they finish. Like Kawhi in the big game, you can't go against him. Like if he actually played basketball, you know he he he'd be one. He'd be MVP talk every single season, but he just doesn't play. Um, but yeah, if they can get Kawhi back, that that's 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 too good. And obviously, PG thirteen coming back is massive as well. You know, in his first game back, the Clippers pulled off a big comeback against the Jazz, who you know are are playoff contenders. And you know, he dropped what like he, he definitely dropped thirty. Um, yeah, he, he dropped he dropped what thirty. Yeah, he dropped thirty four. He dropped 34, Reggie Jackson dropped 21, and then the rest of the starters got 8, 8, and 3. If that doesn't tell, like, that's a bad team. That's a bad team. When Reggie Jackson's your second best player in the year of our Lord 2022, when Reggie Jackson is the is your second best player, you're not a playoff team. I don't care, man. You're not a playoff team. You know, it, look, anyone can, can beat anyone can beat you. If you have Reggie Jackson, your second best player, unless your best player is Paul George, and Paul George, he's just an unbelievable player. You know, I I will die on the hill of Paul George. Um, 
I just think he's underappreciated. You know, he, he came in the top three when he played for the Thunder for MVP voting. And yeah, I think he's managed to keep that uh, consistency over in uh, over in LA. I just don't think it's been noticed as much. Especially given that obviously the you know, the, the they blew it in the bubble and they've kind of just been a laughing stock ever since, but I still think PG has kinda of held his own and I'll I'll be rooting for the Clippers in the playoffs. Well definitely in the play in and when they make the playoffs I'll be rooting for them. Because I just think that they do deserve it, you know. They've been through a lot. You know, the the Lakers they were climbing at the start of the season, they were like way better now. Look at where the Lakers now are now are. Nah, they ain't it. So yeah, I mean they they've done really they've done really, really well without their star man. And there's you know, there's a lot of teams that can't say that. Especially Golden State. Who, you know, I said on my own, you know, I covered the Steph injury on my own, uh, two weeks ago. I was saying I was saying I, f- I forget what I actually said, I thought yeah, I said that they'd slip they slip down to fourth or fifth, and I didn't think they'd slip further. At the moment they're fourth. They just oh man, it's just not been good for them. And if if Steph can't get back for the playoffs, I really fear a first round exit for them. I really do. You know, we might be getting Dallas and Golden State in the second round. In the first round, sorry. At the moment Dallas Dallas are third, Golden State are fourth. So at the moment it isn't happening. But if Denver string a few wins together, Dallas stays as inconsistent as they usually are. Then yeah, we could be getting Dallas and Golden State, and then my theory might actually come true. Obviously, you know Steph not being there is a, a major, a major thing, and but and you know if if Luca if Luca's there, then he's gonna he's gonna torture him. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Mavs might actually beat the Warriors. Um, another thing that might happen is Golden State and Phoenix in the second round, if. Golden State get through the first round against like Denver or Utah or Dallas, and they had a, they had a good game last night. They had a very good game last night. You know there was a, getting to this uh, this last stretch of the season. There's been a lot of big time games where big players have had to step up, and I can't lie. Golden State's um, like young core, like Jordan Poole. My word, if this guy. Like, I'm trying to think of who could win most improved over him. You know, like, genuinely, I think if he... If he'd have played... If he if Clay or Steph hadn't have been in... If they've had Clay and Steph for the whole season and he'd have been sixth man, he's sixth man of the year over Tyler Hero, but he just hasn't played enough sixth man for him to actually qualify as a sixth man, I feel. But Jordan Poole is genuinely averaging all NBA numbers. He's averaging, like, 25-7-7 seven, and seven when Steph's been not playing. Where Steph's not being playing, sorry. And that that's like that's MVP like numbers for someone who was pretty much a nobody before the start of the season. You know, he was a good role player, but no one really saw him as someone like this. But he has been taking over the scoring load about him, and he's making Clay Thompson look. I don't want to say it, but washed. Like I just don't. I'm. I feel really sorry for Clay. You know, I, he's. I think he's a really good personality off the court. Not you know on the court he's a he's a good player but he's not you know him being on the Warriors at the moment I think is detriment in them more than it's helping them and I, is that is that a hot take maybe but when you put when you're putting up against you know a team that have the best record in the league you know you want to pull it up on that big on that big night when you're putting up five or twenty one field goals 
and one of ten in your in, in your uh, three point shots. That's not the Clay Thompson that we used to. And I hate to say it, but you know, no nobody's better after two years out. No nobody you know, were people hyping Clay Thompson a little bit too much? You know, I remember me and Sully with you know, Sully more than me were talking about it saying, you know, if Clay's if Clay's back, who's stopping them from winning winning a trip this year? But I think a lot of people might have overhyped Clay's return a little bit, especially in the media. I I don't want I don't want to say that I I knew that this was going to happen, but I knew that Clay was never going to be as good as you know he was never going to be putting up seventy points on however many dribble how many little dribbles it was however whatever it was sixty odd points on like fourteen dribbles however it was, but this like he's look he's not looking good at all you know you you expect him to come back and maybe average like I don't know like twenty maybe just twenty on efficient shooting not like taking a load of shots and only hitting and only getting 20 points but being efficient and that's just not what he's doing at the moment i mean and i've that sort of thing um there was like uh, an nba team's win percentage about their star uh star guard and the warriors have won 30 percent of their games when steph's not been there and let's be honest if that if Steph misses the first four games of the playoffs, say he just misses the first four and he's fine for the rest of the season series, rest of the series there, rest of the playoff series, the first round, they could get swept. I'm not even lying. And that that'd be a real shame, given that what they were first at Christmas, they've had a they've had a big downfall, and I think a lot of people haven't really been covering that as much. I think the Suns have just took it off. Like they've been amazing. The Grizzlies have been great. But yeah, without Steph, the Warriors really there's nothing separating them from New Orleans, really. Um, so yeah, if Steph's not there, maybe maybe a first round exit, maybe a first round exit. Sticking to that topic of uh, teams winning without their uh, point guard though, and the top t- the top team on the little graphic that I've got in front of me is the Grizzlies winning without Jar percent eighty nine percent of the time. Did I just say the Grizzlies winning without Jar percent? The Grizzlies winning without Jar Moran, eighty nine percent of the time. And given that Jar's been out for quite a lot this season, you know he's out at the moment. He was out near the start of the season. That's good, isn't it? Like, and they're still what? They're still second. They've got the second best uh, record in the conference. They're gonna finish second, most likely this season. They're six games ahead of Dallas in third. And who'd have predicted this? You know, they, they, they just clinched that eighth seed against the Warriors last year. And I think maybe people were expecting them to um, finish about like sixth, maybe seventh, you know, have to battle on the plane again. But, and, you know, usually when this happens, it's like, yes, their star man had a breakout year and therefore they've done really well. But like I said, they've won 89% of the time without their star man. And it's just, and they're not even like, it's not even like they're, um, they're beating teams that are just below them and then just losing to teams above them. They destroyed the Milwaukee Bucks earlier this week. And, you know, it's not even like Giannis put up a bad night. He shot he shot 30 points. But, you know, people like Dylan Brooks, who, you know, I remember saying like, all the way back in the playoffs last year, he, he's, he's got what it takes to be the Clay Thompson to jam around Steph Curry. Desmond Baines having a great season. He's probably up there for most improved. Um, 
Jaron Jackson Jr. has always been that solid power forward. And I think I think just having Steven Adams there, you know, I I don't I don't really I don't really understand Steven Adams if I'm honest with you. Um he's one of the best defenders in the league, yes. He's hilarious off court, like in interviews and that. And I genuinely think that he's probably been one of the most important additions to the Memphis team this year. Because having that just just solid centre in there, you know, he's not putting up great numbers, but he is, you know, he's he's making up space for your for your shooters to knock down threes. He's you know he, he's throwing full court passes just just because he can, you know, like that one to Jam around a few weeks ago. Um, you know, he's, he's he's pulling down rebounds. He's getting his career best in rebounds at the moment, and. You know, I just I think that he's he's nearing his prime, and you know he's not there, but to all the young guys around him, he pretty much is, and that's that's what help that's what helps a lot. You know, he brings that defense that you know the famous saying goes, "Defense wins your championships," and having that big center in there, you know, to to just limit Yanis to not getting such easy points. You know, um, Yanis did. Sh- did uh, score 30 in that game, but he missed nine shots. And, you know, he makes them he makes them nine shots, then it's a, it's a whole different game, and he's got the hot hand and, you know, heat checks and all that kind of stuff. So, having someone, having someone like Steven Adams in there has really benefited them, I think. Um, Memphis, I'd still don't, I'm still not taking them seriously as a championship contender, and maybe that's bad on my part. Maybe I'm being foolish on my part. Because genuinely, I think... That um, generally, I think you know they're a dark horse, and I think they're a team that you can root for, and they're a team that I think a lot of people can understand that this isn't a championship or bus season. If they keep this core, like they don't even have to make any big changes in the off season, if they keep this core, they're just gonna get better because their team's young. They're gonna get they're gonna get better. Jabran's gonna be hitting MVP level numbers if he stays fit all through next season, and yeah, you know if they don't. If they don't win this season, you know, don't don't put your head down, don't keep their head downs, and yeah, they can they can they can do good stuff. They might be like Phoenix, you know. I think last year, a lot of people maybe were expecting Phoenix to be a championship of this season, but obviously they've shown what defeat can do for you. They can they can make you better, and I think Memphis might be like that this season. You know, they might be a dark horse in the final. I don't think they will be. I think they might be. They might get to the conference finals, maybe lose to Phoenix, but, um, but yeah, I think they'll be better next season personally, and they've been really good this season. Um, the Suns had won seventy three percent of games without CP three, but he is back now. And adding CP three to a team who were, who had won sixty games already this season is only going to make them better. Are Phoenix or out and out like championship contenders? Like, and oh, the fact is, I can't, I can't say them or not. You know, I think this year is Chris Paul's year. Touch wood, and I really hope that I'm right because he deserved it last year, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of people thought that they'd drop off a little bit. But like I said, defeat just made them better. And you know, in my opinion, they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna win the whole thing. I'm, I'm putting out I'm putting out on the line there. 
obviously we'll have the actual predictions for stuff like that after the regular season ends. But yeah, that's that's what I think is going to happen. Moving on uh, to the the last thing that I've kind of got down is a little bit a little bit of a funny thing um, in the Timberwolves and the Mavs game, which we actually um, didn't cover last week. Oh no, we did. Yeah, we did. We did say it was gonna. We did. We did predict that one last week. Um, so should should we go to the predictions maybe and then cover it then? Yeah, why not? We'll we'll kill two birds with one stone. See, this this is good thinking. This is this is this is what makes you good. Please subscribe. <laughs> Please. Um, moving on to the predictions then. That's kind of all I've got for for last week. It's quite hard, you know, just talking about it on your own. You know, I, I really like having Sully to bounce opinions off, but, you know, go bother Sully being like, stop taking shifts. Stop getting shifts at Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Don't do that. Put a sound on my fire. Don't do that, please. Um... Anyway, back to onto the um, to the last week's predictions, and it was a rare loss for me. But starting off with the Mavs Timberwolves game, which was interrupted. Not really. No, it wasn't interrupted. But the cameras kind of caught uh, attention towards the end of the game of Gideon, Gideon, Gideon. I might have butchered that, but very funny YouTuber um, does a lot of like skits and pranks and stuff like that, getting a haircut uh, at courtside. Um, you know, he got he he made the the head, the NBA headlines by becoming Demarcus Cousins the third and then getting pit, a pitch taken with Demarcus Cousins earlier in the season when he played for the Bucks, and he's back again getting a trim at courtside. And I you know I I've I've followed him. You know he's. He's done this kind of stuff in like lectures and uh, at like colleges and that. And it's just it's just weirdly funny, you know. <laughs> you know he's completely deadpan whilst doing it, and yeah, it's it's just hilarious. But yeah, obviously, what wasn't hilarious was me predicting Doncic and the Mavs to win that one, the Timberwolves won. So they predicted Cat, so they won, and yeah, that was pretty much the uh, the the theme for the most part to the point where I'd lost it. With uh, with two games left, um, so yeah, Sully winning again it is seven five in the predictions now. Well, I, I said winning again, winning for the first time in a very long time. It's now seven five in the predictions. It's not done yet, but obviously with two weeks left, we could be ending the regular season with Sully level before we look at our season standings. Imagine if that happens. Let's hope it doesn't. You know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't grafted this hard to come back from the depths to take a lead to then get pegged back again. You know, I, I'm, I'm not the Indiana Pacers against the Denver Nuggets. It's not happening. So this week it'll be different, and I'm going to win because the first uh, prediction for this week is the Timberwolves facing the Nuggets. Not only is it two, yeah, I'll go, I'll go out on limb. The two best. I mean, yeah, I'm not even... I, I don't even think this is controversial. Uh, the two best centres in the West going at it. Cat against Jokic. Both teams at the moment are three games apart from each other. So, you know, if Minnesota want to not have to play in the play-in, winning this game might help them uh, take that leapfrog into the, into the sixth position. Do I think they're going to do it? No, no, I don't. Um... I think Jokic is going to to win this one. Um, 
good, the good thing about the good thing about this is that when Sully's usually here, I kind of like let him uh, pick a few, and then if he picks who I think I was going to pick, I change it. But obviously, Sully isn't here. This is what this is what Sully gets for for having work uh, and not being able to do shoots because I get to choose who comes first uh, because he can't he can't argue with me on this one. But also make sure whilst I'm in the middle of this, make sure you're checking out our Insta at the official uh, BTA podcast. Uh, uh, words at the the official BTA podcast. Sorry. Um, for his predictions, probably come out before the video, maybe. No, I'll make sure it comes out after the video, but it'll be out tomorrow. Make sure to check that out so you can come home in mine and we'll see who wins. But the second the second game, big game. Not really in terms of who's going to finish in the standing, who's going to finish wearing the standings because Memphis and Phoenix have kind of got their places locked, but the Suns at the Grizzlies is potentially a conference final matchup. And this isn't going to be the last time they'll face each other before that said potential conference matchup. So this isn't going to be the last time. This is going to be the last thing they'll know, they'll they'll think of before they hit that court on game one for the Eastern for the Western Conference Finals potentially. So they're going to be out there wanting to win. And despite it being at Memphis, I do think that the Suns have this in the bag. We're CP3 back now, and Devin Booker. I mean, he's, he's still he's still putting up big numbers. You know, even when C, even now CP3 is back, he's still putting up big numbers. So I'm going with a Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker special on that one. I personally think Sully's going to go for CP3 personally. So that that one shouldn't be that should that one shouldn't be a a bother for me. So I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Next up, Pelicans at the Lakers, ninth versus tenth in the Western Conference. Do New Orleans, if New Orleans don't want to be dragged into that dogfight for the ninth and 10th seed, they're probably going to want to win this one, aren't they? But the question is, is LeBron going to be back? Is AD going to be back? We don't know at the moment. The speculation, it could happen, it could not. And, and oh, it's, it's a close one. I think it all does depend on whether they're both back. But I think even if there is just one back, I do think that it is going to be a New Orleans win. Who I think is going to come through, I mean, I'm putting CJ McCollum in there. You know, he pulled out a big uh, big points uh, haul against the against his former club, the Trailblazers, the other night. I think he's going to carry that momentum on for that big game at the Staples Centre. Fourth game, Jazz at the Warriors. Man, you know, usually I hit you with a lot. I, you know, I, I, I subconsciously think that I do too many Eastern Conference games, but I'm hitting you with a lot, a lot of the West at the moment. Because there's just a lot of very a lot of games between teams who are very close together. You know, the Jazz and the Warriors are two and a half games back from each other. The Warriors are fourth, the Jazz are sixth. And it's yeah, it's it's it, it's it's just big games, big games these last few weeks. And in my in my opinion, I think the Warriors might actually have this one. Despite everything that I've said so far uh, uh, in earlier about how the Warriors, they ain't doing it so far, I think they might win this one against Utah and show people that, you know, that you shouldn't bet against them in the first round, uh, especially if they do come up against Utah. And I think it's going to be Jordan Poole. You know, especially if Seth's not going to be there, I think he's going to take over Jordan Poole for MVP. You were there first. Paul McGame, we're heading over to the East now. 
Heat at Bulls. This is always a big game whenever it happens, let alone towards the end of the season. And, ah, man, it's, it is a close one. Miami, they fell off. Boston did bits. That's 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 one thing that I've I've completely not talked about. I feel like as a podcast we haven't really talked about it, how good Boston have been recently, especially since the uh since the All Star break. Um, best one of if not the best record I think. Um, they have lost the last two games in a row. One of them to Miami. Miami had a little bit of a slip. They're back on top of the East now. Like I said, everything is topsy turvy in there. Oh, I've, and obviously, the Bulls haven't beaten any of Miami, Milwaukee, or Philly yet. Philly yet. At least when Boston were up there, you could say the Bulls have finally beaten a top three team in the conference because we did it earlier when we weren't awful and when Boston were. <laughs> um, I, just, I never, I never bet for the Bulls, but I think, I think this one might be it. I think this one might be the one that we win. Miami, you know, like I said, they're in a bit of a topsy turvy. Uh, run at the moment. The Bulls uh, won the other night. Uh, they play again tonight against the Paul George Clippers. I, I And I think if we win this, then the win against Miami is going to come. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bet. I'm going to bet for, uh, for, for a Bulls win. And it's got to be DeMar. It's got to be DeMar at the moment. He's doing everything. So, yeah, I'm going to DeMar DeRozan for that one. And then the final game... Interconference matchup, Mavs at the Bulls. At the Bulls? Mavs at the Bucks. Apologies. The two best, well, two of the best um, international players going at it um, in Luca and Giannis. Um, I don't know. Like, before we've had games between conference rivals, which might have suggested where teams finish. This is kind of just a, a, a just going to be a game that's going to be a lot of fun for both teams involved. You know, both teams are going to want to win. Dallas to keep that top three seed, Milwaukee to try and get that number one seed. You know, it's all, it's all to play for both of them really. And I do think the books are going to come through. And when the books win, you can't not bet against, bet against Giannis. So that is my uh, six predictions for this week, the penultimate week of predictions. Make sure you're checking out our uh, Instagram. Uh, links in the description uh, at the official BTA podcast on Sully's predictions, uh, which should come up just after this video comes up, if not the day after. And yeah, thank you guys once again for uh, listening to just me ramble on for 40 odd minutes about basketball. Um, if you liked it, make sure you like, uh, leave a like, subscribe uh, for more, comment down below what you want to see, especially now given that the um, the regular season's over. Obviously, we'll, like, we'll cover the playoffs, but obviously after that, there's an off season, uh, so obviously we got we got to cover that. Hopefully, um, we should uh, be back next week for the final regular season BTA of season two. Again, this season's gone by mega quickly, on it, it's crazy. So make sure you're leaving a like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you never miss a new upload. If you're watching on any other podcast platform, make sure you're sharing it out. Tell your friends to tell your friends to watch. Sully, you might not be here, but I've got your mantra for you. So we will see you guys next week, most definitely, for another episode of Beyond the Arc. Peace.